Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritata. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast that's all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And on this podcast, we're going to have a lot of fun because Ashley and I just got done <laughs> watching a brand new MTV reality show called... Game of Clones. Is it not called Clone Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I'm glad I let you have it. Cloning it. Um, clone, uh, get down with the clones. Forest clones. Yes, it is called Game of Clones. Um, so we will be uh, giving our little review on the first episode. Before we do that, yeah, though, we would yeah. love it if you just uh, scrolled down on the Apple Podcast app and gave us five stars, wrote something nice. It means the world to us. Now, um, on the agenda for today is something I've been wanting to talk to you about, Nick, and I'm also interested in what the uh, listeners have to say. Talking so, about the blowhards? I'm talking about all the blowhards out there. I am um, fascinated by social media's role in reality television now. Um, we have a account on Twitter for Reality Blows Pod. It's at Reality Blows Pod. And we have followed just like a ton of reality stars on that Twitter account. Now, here's the thing with that is when I go on the feed, I am bombarded with uh, drama I didn't know about, behind-the-scenes exposés on shows that are happening right now where a reality star is, you know, seemingly breaking an NDA to say this is what they didn't show. NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. And um, I also follow a couple of people on Instagram, but I, I do try and limit that because I find that images... Um, can be jarring when I'm scrolling through and I see like Ashley Brooke Mitchell doing something. Um, you oh, it's, you're saying that Instagram is jarring because of all the images? Mm -hmm. Are you saying in general? No, I'm saying like reality people I follow. What What's jarring about like I don't follow any of them on uh, I barely go on Instagram anymore uh, as it is. But what are they posting on Instagram that's throwing you off your game so much? I guess it just brings me back into the reality uh, television mindset. You know, when I'm on Instagram, I'm usually I tend to follow accounts that relax me. Um, that have like mantras or lots and lots of puppy images. I like to absorb content that I find relaxing and I'll see something that is reminds me of a stressful reality television moment and then that pulls me back into that stress. And then so you have to quickly scroll and find one of your comforting accounts that yes. you follow like say Bikini, the uh, potbelly pig. Yeah, that's a Wolfgang. That is that account. They're like Wolfgang2467 or something. And it's but a potbelly pig that runs around with a bunch of dogs. It's so cute. Her it name's is Bikini. Cute. Bikini. Mm -hmm. She got me to stop eating bacon. Wow. Bikini's doing right by you, Ashley Brooke Roberts. Now, here's the thing. in And, and this is specific to the challenge on MTV. In challenges past, I have obsessively followed cast members' Twitter to understand being um, Beefs that were happening to understand alliances that weren't fully explained on the show and it, it was addictive and it was it was it almost felt like a part-time job I felt like a journalist getting to the bottom of it um you have never had that impulse tell me why um I think mostly it's because it takes the fun out of the television show for me a little bit I mean we do our recaps on the challenge and um to see something on the show, disagree with it, go on Twitter and see all of the people who were involved's comments, commentary, and opinions about it. 
it alters what the program has um, set out to do to the viewer, mm. pers- you know, me specifically. So it makes me, you know, when I start, I'm already looking at this with a, a analytical eye, an eye of somebody who recaps the show. So I am looking for little, you know, editing moves and production notes that um, kind of fill in the blanks for me, but only to a point because I really don't want the mystery totally uh, given away in something of some, uh, uh, just like a, tw- a Twitter rant. Uh, yeah. That little piece of sugar that you get, that little rush you get from seeing like, no, it actually didn't play out that way. You know, specifically with the challenge, you know, so-and-so went first and they didn't even show the first yada yada. And really, it se- they made it look like they did this, but really we were doing this. Yes, that's fun, but only in like an alternative commentary way. Like if I was watching an entire thing where I'm like, I want to see the production notes on this. Let's put the commentary track on one of these things. Mm. I could get like a lot of enjoyment out of that already having seen the full product without the commentary. Let me make my own decisions on what I think is going on in this show and let me enjoy the story that uh, the people who make this show is trying to tell before you give me the commentary track, because now it's kind of like, why am I watching it if I'm trying to pick it apart so much? And yes, that does seem like it is a little hypocritical coming from somebody who spends an hour each week critically ripping something apart (laughs) um, in a way. But I don't think we do that so much on our uh, recaps. I do really feel like we just report on what we're given. We report and we also brainstorm theories, but it's not, we're not ripping it apart. We are taking the narrative they give us and we are looking at their motives. We're almost doing, I mean, dare I say it, we're writing an English paper in a college lit class. We're saying, what what is the character arc here? What is the author of this story trying to get across? What are the motives? What um, what does the character want above all else? And that is fun to me. Um, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you would be into all of these um, sort of, uh, I guess uh, the word for it would be like reality star edits, like they're editing the, the narrative that the show is giving us. You would be into that if it was packaged as a um, like, Epilogue. Bonus material. Yeah, you would want that after. Put it this way. If I never saw Jaws before, the first time I watched Jaws on the DVD that I bought, I'm not going to watch it with the commentary track first. I'm going to watch what was given out to the world. Mm -hmm. And if I'm so inclined to, I will then go back and rewatch trying to hear what the notes are about the commentary, uh, the behind the scenes. I'm not going to watch the behind the scenes vignette on a documentary before watching the documentary, you know what I mean. I need the story. It, they're they're telling us stories here. Because what? But I feel that that when I go on Twitter um, or Instagram to watch an Insta Live, because a lot of these people like Bananas, Johnny Bananas, did an Insta Live after last week's episode. When I go and do that, I feel like I am watching the um, the epilogue to the show that I watched. I see it as like little separate units instead of a long season arc. I need to see the full season, then go ahead and give me the commentary on each of them. Fascinating. So, like, what I would really like to do is if, uh, and I saw that Devon did this for the first episode, she had a her experience on on that first episode, and mm-hmm. she kind of 
scene by scene sort of talked about how it went down. She's doing recaps. Yes. And I watched one of them. I didn't watch the full one. Um, And I mostly didn't watch it because what I would like, because I'm afraid of her spoiling something for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I... I want this to be exciting like I'm watching a television show, an yeah. episodic television show that is telling me a long story now, here- over 15 episodes. And yes, I would never watch the reunion first. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason why you watch the entire season and then we get to watch that reunion. Do you think if you watched, I, I hear ya. do you think if you watched Big Brother, you would be one of those people, and I'm going to say that you're not going to be this, but I'm curious, be one of those people that watch the house, the 24-7 live cam? Would you be doing investigative work in that sense? Um, or would I, you just watch the edited show? I, first season of Survivor, I watched... I think it was it was given for free. I know now you have to sort of sign up and it's kind of VIP access to watch. But for free, you could just go on the website and watch this house. And I, and I did it a little bit. It was boring. It was boring. Mm. It was mm. just like people sleeping on a couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was, you know, it was pretty boring. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's a lot different now. And uh, if I, re- you know, let's just put it this way. If the challenge put on that type of a service where you're watching it being filmed mm-hmm. live uh, that you could pay 10 bucks a month or whatever, I might do it. Yeah. Because I care about that. So I might I might do it. Now, is that going to ruin things for me when they come out all packaged and cleaned up and, and with the stories edited? Yes, but I would be obsessed and I would watch the entire because I'm not now, seeing the, the entire thing. thing when somebody Johnny Bananas is doing a commentary. He's just giving me his opinion on bits and pieces, which is influencing the way I'm looking at the show that I'm watching. If I'm seeing the raw footage, that's different. Okay, You know what I mean? Johnny, I was looking at them as the being the same. Davon and Johnny, what they're doing, they're not giving me raw footage. They're giving to me their opinion yeah. on their perspective on stuff and then maybe telling me some stuff that we didn't get to see. But I'm not seeing that. That's true. You know, I'm not getting the enjoyment of watching a moment unfold. Uh, so I want to watch the show. I, I don't really care about... Now, we, wa- we you know, on long car rides, you and I are listening to interviews for people, you know, po- other podcasts that interview people from the challenge and other reality shows. I mean, that's, in- that's interesting in a podcast setting. Yes, I- I'd like to listen to this on my three-hour drive to who cares. But um, <laughs> as a thing, to- as a supplementary thing, episode by episode, using social media um, and or like a YouTube vlog or something like that, I'm not interested in it now am i saying am i not going to be interested in would i not listen to our show i would probably listen to our show because our show does something that um i'm not i don't listen to any other recaps podcast but i feel like our recaps are just having somebody reinforce what you saw and just give just an unbiased opinion on what they feel like it it's not somebody being like it didn't play out that way you know what I mean? It's like, this is bullshit because that happened three days ago before that even happened. And they just put it together. It's like, okay, yes, I can see why you're upset about this because you're the one getting the edit. But me, the fan, don't tell me, don't show me Oz behind the curtain. Right. You know what I mean? I know he's behind there, but yeah. I like, I came here to see the big crazy face. Yeah. You know what I mean? I you're like, there for the show. I like the horse of a different color. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't, I want... I want the magic. Give me the magic. Right. You know, I'm I'm not going to this. This is not, I'm not reading a, a textbook here. You know what I mean? Like the facts really don't matter. 
entertainment matters. Mm. Now I'm watching something that I'm like, this is really great. I enjoyed that. And then somebody going immediately being like, I was there. It didn't go down that way. And it's like, okay, so you just want to urinate on my fun parade. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You're urinate right. Urinate on my fun parade. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I don't know. There's a little bit of like spoiling it for me, like a little bit of sore loserness. Yeah. To some of these vlogs. And I, I, see I, I that. didn't. I didn't. And li- that is with, twi- with uh, tweets as well. Oh, absolutely. People are reacting the moment. And yeah. They're like, fuck that. Terrible move. I'll never talk to that guy again. And by the way, he's a liar because it didn't go down that way. Yeah. I'm not quoting anybody, obviously, but that's the type of shit you a hear. very generic. And you're like, well, I saw it and I kind of thought it was crazy that he did that. And it was exciting for me in the moment that I watched this person make this political move or win this game. Right. And now you're being like, well, actually, he he got to go three times and this person only got to go twice. So it wasn't fair. And yeah. It's like. Oh, you're right. I probably shouldn't have enjoyed the thing I enjoy. Like, mm. get out of here. You know what I mean? Now, here's something I find interesting is that when talking about our show, you said it was an unbiased recap. I feel like I am so biased and it's something that I am like insecure about because I I do feel like recaps should be unbiased. And yet I can't help but interject with an opinion and an observation. You can have an opinion and an observation and be unbiased. You don't know any of these people. None of these people pay you. You're not affiliated with the network or any of the stars. Mm-hmm. You're unbiased. You have your opinion. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Somebody who is on the payroll of this show right. or doing things in order to secure a spot on a future show, I cannot take their opinion or what they're saying at face value. Yeah. At this point, we don't know where the show ends and life begins. Uh-huh. A lot of this stuff is just molded into one and also... It's being built that way because you now have to act like a complete ass off season in order to secure your vendetta for the following season. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it has really wrecked the challenge. But at least in my opinion, that seemed to go away with the trilogy that we just watched and that this new current season, War of the Worlds, has kind of rectified a lot of that by bringing in tons and tons of new blood that has nothing, has no relationships with the old blood. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can actually play the game and watch the rivalries start naturally throughout the game rather than these inflated, um, dare I say, fake rivalries that are started on social media and off, you know, camera. I really don't care about that. I don't want to have to look at somebody's Twitter feed to enjoy the thing I've enjoyed, you know, 10, 15 years before Twitter even was thought of. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I also think that it's like because of Twitter, some of your, um, some things have happened that you like, you know, like Brad and Tony fought on Twitter and then Brad was brought back to the challenges. I understand that. And and I did just say that, yes, I realized that that is the game they are playing at this point and a little less so in this season, but still, but I don't care. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, uh, Brad was brought on X amount of seasons in a row. I don't know what he did to get on there, but I enjoyed it. He was Brad was showing up in the show, and for five seconds, he was like, Tony started talking shit on Twitter about this, and I defended this guy, and now he's my vendetta. That's enough for me, because before, they didn't have to say that. They were just like, I don't like that guy. He made a bad move, so now he's my vendetta. Mm. I, I just don't like the idea that um I feel you like can you're just... getting a little heated right now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting heated. Is I'm... this an emotional trigger? No, not at all. I I just don't like it. I'm just a 
I guess that's my opinion on the whole situation is I don't like that you that people are forcing people to look at the challenge hashtag to kind of figure out how they feel about things. It's now, like, have I ever told you something that I learned on Twitter that you wish I hadn't told you or that you felt was like unnecessary? Because sometimes I'll go on after the show and just be scrolling through our podcast um, feed and I'll be like, oh, did you know that XYZ happened with PRC? Be like, did you know that your now, theory was right? This who is PRC year? again? Did you know that your theory was right? I use Twitter almost to validate some ideas that we have. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't like when you're teetering on anything that seems like a spoiler. You're super anti-spoilers. No, a hundred percent. Why am I watching this thing? Yeah, you know what I mean, it's what like is big waste I'm of time? Fascinated in the psychological difference. I, I, I love spoilers. I'm. I love knowing how things end because I feel like I can then un- enjoy them um, unfurling as it happens instead of being like anxious and confused. You know, it's like I know what the end is and then I can relax into it happening. Nothing about the challenge or television makes me anxious or confused. Oh. I am just sitting there enjoying things unfolding. I know nothing's going to affect my life. But what really? about when people fight? Doesn't that bother no, you? No, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to see it. That's why I watch these shows, as I've said millions of times into this podcast. Yeah, but, I've heard you say them. I'm yeah. just interested in psychologically, like, what do you enjoy? What, what? Why do you enjoy that? What do I enjoy about what? The fighting. Oh, um, I just like the drama. That's why I watched The Real World when I was 10. Can when you- Real World Boston, On I was watching... Uh, a uh, marathon when I was like nine years old, like over Thanksgiving break or something. And like <clears throat> there was like a lot of fighting between, uh, uh, I don't know, Mo- Montana and somebody else on that show. Cyrus were like arguing with one another. And I was like, I think I kind of like this. There was something exciting about it. And then in the marathon way, it was like binging. So I got to watch, I watched like most of that season like that weekend. And then from that was the previous season that had aired and the following season was like Seattle or something. And I just started watching from there. And that was like really where the reality TV addiction came from. And something about that form of like, we're watching people live quote unquote, and their natural problems that arise between people that are not exactly the same who live with one another. We're getting to see that on TV and that drama, that tension was exciting to watch and I, I got excited I, I you know and and then it just kind of got amped up when people realized that's what moved the needle on things and then things started getting more violent more crazy and you know insane until you go get all the way up to uh you know bad girls club or something and like the peak of that but um i just i don't know something about that uh titillates me I enjoy it. And I I also like to watch people fight on the street. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like something you enjoy. <laughs> I like those tense in, in situations and I like to see people yelling and arguing when I'm not involved in it. There's something uh, <laughs> joyful for me to watch it. And um, but I'm never like tense about it. It's- I'm, I'm very curious about that um, because for me, when people are arguing on television, I find it endlessly fascinating i'm drawn to it it's just this sloppy sort of human condition um just you know rolling out before our feet and i'm also oh there's my food okay well ashley's gonna go get her food now um so we're gonna work oh she just kicked the table she's going to get her food now we're gonna see if the buzzer works because uh spoiler alert folks it don't 
Okay, we're back. How was that soup? It was so good. What kind of soup was it? It was miso. Oh, mm-hmm. delicious miso. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what else do you want to say? I mean, I feel like I'm, uh, it's the Inquisition or some shit. <laughs> I like fights, okay? I like reality TV. I like that trash. I guess what I was going to say is that I like the fighting because I find it to be like a study of humans. I like human behavior. I find that interesting. But when I watch people fight, it makes me nervous. I start to get anxious um, just because that's, I'm empathetic, I guess. I can't, I can't just watch it and disconnect myself from it. And you and I have just such different viewing. Um, we're wired differently when it comes to viewing. I like this. It comes to a lot of things, I think. Mm-hmm. I like this. Uh, what? What things? I don't know. You always say that we have different core values. I do say that. Um, <laughs> I I think that, you know, I like this. I, I like the Twitter information even though i did i have had to take a back seat that has had to take a back seat well so this is interesting to me because you're always talking you know about the social media presence of your favorite reality stars and it yeah. does seem to me that you have taken um a break from it or laid off why are you not reading the tweets anymore because it just became sort of um an endless journey down a rabbit hole you know nothing is ever fully confirmed nothing is uh, everything is hearsay what are you are you looking for what are you looking for the truth yes you want you want the truth i want the truth so i mean don't you i mean isn't it okay if if maybe the truth is a little uh, blurry and uh what what comes out of it is quality entertainment from one of your favorite reality television programs it is okay yes but when someone is dangling the truth in front of me it's almost um a unconscious push to go deeper i understand that and that's why i've purposely taken time off now what about uh something that you enjoy an episode and let's just say Somebody tells you that, um, you know, the challenge that they competed in that day was actually uh, done uh, in a it was that they 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 gave somebody uh, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. They gave they gave. okay. so let's just take the challenge. Are you saying let's say there was an incredible moment on the challenge that I liked and then it was spoiled for me that that was not really the case. What would I do? Yeah. Does is that are you now? enjoying that you know that information or does that take away from it it takes away from it yeah so why even expose yourself i guess it is risky you're right you're not wrong okay you're not wrong well thank you let's uh go ahead and take a quick break and then jump into the game of clones yeah i think we should do that okay see you in a few folks we back uh, we watched Game of Clones a few, about an hour ago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is the first episode of the uh, first season of what I'm sure will be uh, a, a television program that uh, MTV will be showing for years and years to come. Don't you think, Ashley? Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say how I feel about it. Which There's is- a new dynasty in town, and that's Game of Clones. How I feel about it is I thought it was bad huh? I, I didn't like you didn't it. Think it was great i thought the production of it was um miss miss not misguided but short-sighted mm. for sure but i 
think just watching it that the the production budget on this must be so low. Seven dollars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like whatever someone <laughs> had in because, their pocket. Because they seem to f- to be filming uh, like all around the same warehouse. It's like, just it's like, like they like... rented a WeWork space <laughs> yeah, or something, yeah. and then they just filmed there. And it's like th- that makes me think this show will go on forever because it must be the cheapest thing in the world. And the the cast that they're using are just like MTV. Um, you know, branded folks that probably have lifelong deals with MTV to just show up on whatever and nobody's. So mm. it's like, they're not really, what are they shelling yeah. out the money and for here? And they're filming all this like right next to Times Square. Like, yeah. And this all happened in a day for sure. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who were not uh, lucky enough to watch this program before you popped on this uh, podcast, rest assured, we're going to tell you all about it right now. So the way it works is you have a celebrity, you have two sort of reality stars come on and they have a celebrity crush. Mm. Okay. Um, for example, Pauly D was on this first episode. His celebrity crush was Megan Fox. So what? I'll tell you that dates him. It does date him. That dates him to like early aughts. Yeah. So what uh, casting does is they go out and they find seven. Was it seven? Yeah. Seven um, girls who look like Megan Fox. Clones. Which really for this particular example was just like dark hair and light eyes. Yeah. And And, and he also said tan skin. Yeah. They're not that tan. There was a lot of girls in um fake tanner on his on his particular in his particular scenes. So then he meets his seven clones and there are um they're all dressed the same and he has sort of like a one on one situation with him. We'll call it a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Everybody's drinking champagne. He's talking to people. Then they have to uh whittle down the pool. So they do a um sort of like a game show esque uh question and answering and if you don't answer the same as Polly D you go home and the point of this is to get rid of two gals so um, two gals go home because they don't answer the same as Polly and then Polly gets to pick one of them to do on a one-on-one which is he just goes over to a corner in the WeWork space and if you don't know what WeWork is if you don't live in New York City it's like very cheap rented workspace yeah um, and I guess you can also rent them out for a day just so you can do a real quick day dating show yeah uh so i mean before we go through all of it i mean uh, paulie was not the only person on this show he was not um caitlin is it caitlin or caitlin it's not caitlin that's for sure it's caitlin it is kaylee kaylee kalila lowry Nah, it's Kaylin. <laughs> Kaylin Lowry <laughs> from Teen Mom. Yeah, I guess my autocorrect changed it to Kayla. No, it's uh, yeah, it's Kaylin Lowry. I always I didn't I didn't know if it was Caitlin or Kaylin. I don't watch Teen definitely Mom, but I definitely Caitlin. know her. Um, she's definitely one of their big stars over there on the Teen Mom franchise. Um, I'm excited for the people that are going to be on this show. I've realized during this episode, this is going to be a star-by-star basis on whether or not I want to watch this show. Well, that is where the biggest problem I have with the show comes into play. What is that? Which is that they don't wrap up the star in one episode. Okay, so yeah, um, the biggest issue with this show is you sit through all of this, dare I say, nonsense. Yeah. uh, To get to the end to see which one he picks and... um, they stopped it before the final challenge and said, see you next week. He still had three, Polly D, and, and I will just be clear here, Nick and I are just watching for Polly D. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not Teen Mom fans, 
And so, yeah, he still had three clones to choose from. The fact that this is not a self-contained reality show, an episode-contained reality show, is bonkers to me. Because this is the sort of thing where you're just watching for that one star. Because we're not invested in these clones. I've never met these clones before. I, you didn't know all those clones? <laughs> Who was Kalen's clone? Uh, Quavo of Migos. Mm, the okay. rapper Quavo. Uh, uh, Maine, the head of Migos, you can say. You can also say uh, maybe the best basketball playing uh, um, rapper out there. Wow. The man has moves. He's got a jump shot. He's pretty sick. And, uh, you know, handsome devil knows how to dress. This should be a home improvement show where we meet a family that we don't know and then we see their house get improved and then we say goodbye to them at the end that is how this what? should be wait hold on you we, want you don't even want there to be dating in this i don't want dating i want to see us go into the clones houses and redecorate um, um honestly okay so my initial thoughts here was this is pretty stupid yeah um what drew me in is the fact that they really did use a they're using a bunch of people that i enjoy yes. uh from the mtv franchises the trailer shows Cam, yeah. Leroy, Car Maria. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people I want to see from Challenge, and I was very excited to watch these. Plus, Paulie D. I'm obviously an old obviously. school fan. Um, so I mean that drew me in. Uh I, I, I I'm not a Kalen fan. I really didn't care so much to watch these doofy dudes walk uh, around. Her storyline was the worst. She was like, I don't date. Yeah. So I don't really know how to date. Yeah. And then yeah. the guys are like, We'll date you. And she's like, I don't date. Now, I, I'm gonna say that uh it did seem stupid, but um, I kind of felt like the concept works for a person specifically like Pauly D. Mm. Pauly D is really never going to be in a in a situation in which he is um, able to really look at the personality of a woman, like give a person the, the a woman's personality its due. Yeah. Uh, in whether or not he should pursue something romantic with them right he's making visual decisions uh, because he's in a club he's not even able to talk to people i assume this guy meets most of the women at bars and clubs where he's doing appearances yeah can't hear anything he finds one girl that meets his fancy as far as aesthetically go goes and then he goes hey cool and then kind of probably hooks up with her and then decides whether or not he kind of really likes her or not yeah you know and with this show taking it's just like, he, what's your type? Okay, Megan Fox. We're going to find the hottest versions of Megan Fox, and we're going to put them all in the same dress and the same hairstyle and everything. So immediately, all of these women you kind of like. I would have dated any of these women on the spot if it was in my club, but now you're forced to separate these women based on their personality. Oh, my God. This is just like dating naked. I am not realizing this until you're saying that. You're right. Having them all look the same, it takes that out of it. Yeah, but dating naked, you could still have a guy around or a girl around if you enjoyed what you were seeing for a while. And I think that this guy is more my type versus the set, the last naked guy I saw. They're different. Here it's like, okay, that guy's my type. I like him a lot. Oh my God, there's six other guys that look just like him. I only can pick one. Well, I guess the only way to separate them is to talk to them. Mm, but the, okay, I, let me rephrase it. What you're saying is what dating... Where the fuck is dating naked? Bring <laughs> dating naked back. For there, real. because that lawsuit? It was so good. That was such a good show. Why fuck don't that we have woman. it? Fuck that woman. 
who sued VH1 over the fact that her her cooch got on on TV for a split second because some pervert. You went on a naked dating show on VH1. Like you had to know in the back of your mind that something like this could happen, and if it does, you're probably not going to be that upset about it. You signed a contract because you went dating naked. That the uh, no, I disagree with you completely. You signed a contract saying that all of your parts would be oh, out. a little bit of your vagina Everyone shows up saw on her VH1. Vagina. Who her cares? Her coworkers saw her vagina. In two thousand. In two thousand and eight, everybody was trying to show their vagina on TV. Man, that okay, was, that first was off, the Paris Hilton way. That was not the year the show came out. Second off, no, um, in two thousand eight. You know, it was rad to show your vagina. Listen, I know we're going on a tangent here. Bring dated na- dating naked back, dummies. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. It was a really great show. And I still think about who was that villain? Her name started with an F. It wasn't Fiona, but it was close to that. And she had those long braids. She came back like yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was, she was so good. She was um, good. Anyway, back to Clone Wars. Well, yeah, fuck that show. <laughs> what, is um, what I was trying to say. Okay, what I want to say is that is the premise of dating naked. Clone Wars actually achieves what Dating Naked does because Dating it's Naked. It's Game of Clones. Damn it! <laughs> Clone Wars is definitely a Star Wars prequel. Dating Naked was like we're removing all of the things that get in the way b- between really getting to know someone. So it's kind sure. of like what they the aim of Dating Naked was. Well, I feel like Dating Naked was more like here are you're splitting hairs you're, here you're, let's move on you're inc- here you're uh, you're gonna just be, be as, happy as, i brought up dating naked and reminded you that it existed i, I am but i'm just saying there is difference there's a little difference it, it's but more it's like close. let's get to the vulnerability here let's take down the walls let's take off the clothes in this it's more like it's different it's it's more like now you actually because like i don't know i think they kept men and women around who were very attractive but had terrible personalities and here they can't it has to be on all it's like if your hobbies don't line up with me if your likes and dislikes don't uh line up with me if you're one of the deal breakers is something that you do you're out you know what i mean it has nothing to do with your appearance at all when dating naked is like guys a big old schlong you're probably gonna keep them around i think it does have to do with your appearance because okay. paulie d then got when once the two people got eliminated from the q a there was five people left and then he had to eliminate two of the clones and he definitely picked the two least attractive out of the five i don't know if i, I think i may disagree with that actually well there you go so I guess this will never be solved. <laughs> what? No, we have to solve it before the end of the show. That's what we do here. We solve problems. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I just feel like uh, I'm excited to see the other people on this show. I do have. Um, do you want to go through some of your notes or because I have yeah. a question for you? I have notes. I have okay. notes. All right. Um, I'm going to save my question to the end. I, I, I found a couple of things to be really interesting. Um, one is the best moment of this show, and I think you'll agree with me 100%, is when they're doing the meet and greet with Polly. He's meeting his clones, and he's chatting with them, and he, he learns that one of the clones, they have the same birthday, they have kids that are the same age, they're bonding, and then another clone goes, do you like animals? <laughs> and then Polly looks over at this woman blankly and goes, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I like animals. Of course. I laughed out loud when this yeah, happened. Yeah, that was great. It was a great moment because you could tell he was he was as thrown by that as we were. And I think that the reason why he's hitting it off with this woman in particular is because she is the closest woman there to his age. Polly is 38 and we're seeing him talk to 23-year-old girls who are saying, do you like animals? And yeah. it, that part of the sh- that moment was hilarious, but that part of the show was kind of a bummer 
just these young girls being like, I watched Jersey Shore and Polly D, who's 15 years older than them, you know, 23 and 38. It's not it's not an insane age difference, but it is noticeable. True or false? Totally true. And, um, you know, I'm. I, I do think, although he has to be, even though he claims to want to settle down, I, I've, how many times are you going to hear this from Paulie D in like one calendar year? Yeah. Of him like being like, I just need a girl. I just need a girl that I can. A good girl. You know, I can introduce I just need to my a good mom. Girl. I just want to. It's like, Paulie, save me that bullshit. Like, what do you actually need? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what do you need? Like an extra, a woman who's more famous than you are? Is that something that you can handle? Like, you know what I mean? There's. Something that's not going right in your world that you're having such dating problems and being, you know, uh, a pretty good looking guy who actually happens to be quite charming. Now, let's not forget, Nick and I did review the whole season of um, Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars, which featured Polly D and Audrey O'Day from Danity Kane. Aubrey. Aubrey, thank you. Um, so we are, I would say, well versed in Polly D's dating life. Plus, you know, pretty much seen, you know, most of the uh, every, every episode of Jersey Shore offered, except for like the last twelve episodes of the new season, which we, as you guys know, could not handle. It was pretty boring. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I just feel like he's too good of a catch in a in a lot of ways that to not have like a long term girlfriend that is like honestly, he could be dating a. Like a, I mean, I know Aubrey O'Day was a pop star. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like Polly D could date like a legitimate pop star, I somebody agree. who is like a real superstar right now. Yeah, and I personally think he needs a woman who makes more money than him and who is uh, more famous than he is. He needs a woman who challenges him, which is a, why I think I was disappointed with this age thing and why that moment with the animals really stood out to me because he was just kind of surrounded by girls who were just like giggling and smiling at him, which is not what I want to watch. I want to watch Polly actually have real conversations and not just shoot off little like sound bites. What about the woman who on their one-on-one, he she said she had multiple personalities her name Ugh. is Olivia, and she said one of her multiple personalities is named Slivia. And what? And Polly goes, "Well, what's the craziest thing Slivia ever did?" And she goes, "One time, Slivia took off a man's clothes one by one with her teeth, starting with his socks." I think that was supposed to be sexy. She's 23. This is the, (laughs) she was 23. I wrote down her age when this was happening. And that is why we're getting a scene like that. I mean, they're just not a fully developed person. Yeah. Is there anything more dumb sounding and less erotic than a woman calling herself Slivia, taking off a man's clothes with her teeth, starting with their socks? I have dumb, I have multiple personalities and I like socks in my mouth. And then proceeds. To say, take off your shoe. Ugh. And then he does. Ugh. And then Slivia, really it was Olivia, and Polly pointed this out, went down, pulled off his sock with her teeth, and threw it at him. And then she said, I did that because I know he'll never forget it. And it's like, yeah, bitch, I won't either. Why did you do that to us? <laughs> now, uh, that being said, Slivia is in the final three. I know. Slivia is in the final fucking three. And honestly, that's what makes me think Polly's not taking it seriously. 
Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything that you want to say? What about when, say? when he uh, when he kicked off Sean? Did you think that he was going to give Sean a chance because she was different than the other girls? No, Sean looked scary. She had very sharp <laughs> features. Her ears stuck out, and he, they were you know who Sean kind of looks like. they were strategically using her hair to cover her ears, and I was like, she's the least attractive out of the bunch. She's going to go. She looks like Vinny. And <laughs> is that what you were going to no, say? No, no, he would have kept her around. No, Sean uh, was like uh, the only one because of it. what they did with uh, John. Uh, I almost called him Johnny Bananas. What they did with Paulie D was each uh, event they did was a gym, then a tan, then a laundry. So first they go into the gym and he watches. He he spots them doing squats and the most pervy move I've seen him do in a long time. I'm sure he didn't decide to do this. Yeah, this seems like a. Um, and honestly, he for having all women step up and do two squats in front of him in workout clothes. He was a gentleman. He was a gentleman about yeah, it. He was. And then they do uh, tanning. Which is they go outside and have drinks and he just took his shirt off and oh they my just God. put suntan lotion on him. This bothered me so much. Ashley was thrown by this scene. This is why. Okay. Listen to me, people. Blowhards. Folks, you better listen up. Are you sitting down? Well, stand the hell up. They're all sitting in a circle very close to each other, drinking mixed drinks of some kind. Honestly, they did not look like they looked like they were fake mixed drinks. They were sipping on them. Whatever they mm. were, they were ingesting liquids into their body while someone a foot away was spraying someone down with a spray SPF. You, I will bet everyone who is listening to this podcast $1 million that at least three people out of the five and that no six including poly d at least 50 percent of the people got a little of that spray sbf in their drinks and drank it okay? and they liked it no they didn't like oh. it their body was like "Ooh, this is poison <laughs> you know so then they do tanning then they just went to a laundromat and yeah, they, folded clothes was that a real laundromat no, i thought it was that like, was a, like a basement it was and so they all had white t-shirts to fold which we never got to see them fold yeah. And what happened was they gave him a pile of his, of, of their underwear. underwear he had a to pile, guess. A pile of his underwear. <laughs> and he had to guess which one was his. No. Uh, a pile of their underwear. And then he had to match the people up. So that this was the events. It was They were all pretty weak. Um, and But the reason I said this is because Sean, uh, which was the first one he personally eliminated, was somebody who was not interested in working out and did not want to do the squats. He eliminated the girl who didn't want to work out, who was, like I said, in my opinion, the least attractive, even though all these women are beautiful, so take that with a grain of salt. And he eliminated the girl that has never been drunk, which yeah, is like, you yeah. got to go. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was the, 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 the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah, it was like, of course she does. Yeah, so, um, you know, and, and really, once again, our biggest gripe, we get through all of this, and then they do not tell us who they pick. That's so whack did you enjoy did you i was having lots of problems um caring caring slash um re remembering which woman was which woman like what i have the, no idea the, the fact that they're all dressed alike it's like boy oh boy we really don't give a shit about these women at all because like yeah it's like hi my name is tina and i'm a teacher hi my name is lauren and i'm a lawyer hi my you know it's like yeah, i don't know shelly i'm a nurse yeah it's, it's like, like well what what do you i don't know is that shelly like is she the nurse who I can't, knows you know it's like they're all dressed alike i also had a really hard time caring about the teen moms side of this show i found every 
all of those scenes to be uninteresting, which makes me think that this show, unless you are already um, connected to the main star, that it's unwatchable. Because like with her, I don't know her, this Kaylin person. So her watching her do this, none of this was interesting to me. It was so boring. Whereas watching Polly D, I could do it. I know Polly. It's fun to watch him do this sort of thing. Um, I think that this show it is it, it it can't last because you just would have to have each time you'd have to have people that the audience is already connected with and knows well. And there's only so many of them in the MTV house. Ash. I have one other thing to say about this show. Oh, I was going to ask you a, a big question about this show. Oh, okay. What's that? Oh, but if you're, this is more in the, along the lines of the final question. You look so. like you were about to wrap it up. So I wanted to say well, one more thing. Well, I have two things that are wrap up things, but they lead to de- de- discussions, but they're definitely end cappers. Okay. Then let me say my thing. Please do. Um, so this is with Polly's segments. He was saying a lot of like, uh, where's the duck phone? And like, uh, yeah. you know. Hey, well, cabs are here. Cabs are here. Clones are here. Yeah, is do you think Polly is like like a like one of those bands like I don't know the Rolling Stones that has to just keep playing the same songs over and over and like looks at their life like twenty years later and they're like I'm I hate that I made this uh, a thing that I have to say over and over again maybe but then you just go and look at your both your Bugattis looking back at you <laughs> you know this guy's incredibly wealthy off of his fame I think he's okay with it. he does seem okay with it by the way yeah and honestly he was super famous for a long time and then just kind of lived like the DJ life and then now he's super famous again for being on TV so I'm sure it's you know rejuvenated if he had lost if it had lost its gusto during yeah. the first run of his show um, I'm sure I, he does not look like he has any problem saying cabs are here like you know what I mean like he kind of he he does seem like he is very much into like his catchphrase playing Freebird again. But there is a moment when like um, one of the women uh, talk about his hair and they touch his hair. It's like you know the obligatory "Can I touch your hair?" Uh, Polly D move that women will do. Um, and uh, he is and he's like, yeah. He's like, it's stop. He's like, it's my trademark. And then like you look at you look at his sad look at his face and like <laughs> Pauly D has a very specific dead-eyed look yeah where you could tell he's just checked out and he's kind of like I don't know what's going on and it's kind of like this okay you have to explain <laughs> what you just did because well you explain you explain tell me first of all tell me am I am I right on with it you're right on with it but I wouldn't describe it as dead-eyed because your your eyes are literally bugging out of your head but you're looking at nothing so it's it's it, it, what am I doing my like teeth a psycho too? killer and you're kind of your lips are pulled back over your teeth a little bit and they're kind of barely exposed you look confused. no I got like a half what I think I'm doing is I'm, I have like a like a when you smile but you're like smiling for too long and yeah. then the, and the sides droop down and yeah. it's kind of like a mm. yeah I and he kind of has one right. of those like uh, mouth open he's like uh what are you supposed to be doing here buddy you yeah. know what i mean he has that look and and in those moments i think he's kind of reflecting on what is going on right <laughs> you know his ha- his he's seeing himself he's beside himself yeah i see that now what were your two okay. end questions so number 1 yeah 
I want to know, would you watch another episode of this show? Never. So you're not going to follow up next week to see if who he picks. Don't care at all. Do you not want to watch it when Cam's on the show? Fuck, I do. And God. Cara Maria? I want to watch all the challenge people. You this got is going to be me. a challenge by challenge I'll watch basis. Cam. Okay. I don't know about Cara. I might be done watching Cara flirt with guys for a lifetime. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, you have a point there. Okay. Number two. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm not that interested in this show, but I will watch when I find out that my challenge favorites are going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Yes. Who would your clone, uh, famous clone be? Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, can you imagine walking into a WeWork space and there's seven Steve Buscemi lookalikes? If you don't run out of that room, you got, you got a death wish. 12 kidnappers looking your way. Um, okay, good. That's a great pick. And it honestly makes me seem like a real pig right now. <laughs> Because uh, I, I was going to say Kelly Kapowski. I will go um, with Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins. Mm-hmm. We both did fake characters. No, yeah. I like Steve Buscemi for you. <laughs> Keep it Buscemi. He's my celebrity crush, y'all. Keep it Buscemi. He's my, um. what does he call it? You're my, my one <laughs> Is freebie? that your hall pass? Yeah, he's the guy. You know, normally I'd be like, that rocks, but I know he lives in Park Slope. It's a little easy to do. Yeah. I kind of feel like he'd go for you. He's my guy. I've seen Ghost World. He likes weirdos like you. you Good, know I, I mean? like weirdos like him. <laughs> Folks, that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done it already, please scroll down to the bottom of the Apple Podcasts app and give us five stars. Write a little something nice. It helps us out. It's free for you to do, so just do it. Uh, Another thing that you can do is email us any comments, questions, suggestions for this podcast. Um, and you can do that by uh, hitting our email. You can email us by emailing us. That's realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow this podcast on Twitter, you can by following at realityblowspod. You can follow Ashley on Twitter by finding her at Ashley B. Roberts. And of course, you can find me on the gram by searching my name, Nick Maritato. That is my handle, N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. And as always, folks, may the TJ be with you. And uh, Ashley has already walked off. She's going to eat the rest of her sushi. So, yep. (sighs) She just walked out of here. Okay. Well, there you go. Talk to you next time. Bye.